Hey, welcome to the All 49ers show. Grant Cohn, Jose Luis Sanchez III, here to talk <laughs> Niners with you for the next hour. And we're going to be focused mostly on the interview that good friend of ours, Larry Kruger, did with Steve Young over on uh, the radio here in the Bay Area. So excellent interview with Larry Kruger. Steve said a lot of things. And, you know, when a lot of national people talk about, like former players that talk about Lance, I kind of scoff at it. Not with Steve Young. Mm -hmm. Steve Young is one of the smartest analysts in the league. He played the position. He was with the 49ers. He knows Trey Lance. He's invested. So we're going to go point by point with what he said and give our reaction. First thing, Steve Young says Trey Lance is almost too earnest. This was the first thing he talked about. And he talked about it with uh, Matt Mayoko. Did you catch this? He was saying, like, basically, you know, he wants to do the job. He's very detail-oriented. He's very smart. But he's a perfectionist. And that can be a bad thing if, it, if you're too much of a perfectionist. And he pointed to Carson Wentz and Mitchell Trubisky. There's another player that I thought of, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. What did you think of this um, observation from Steve Young? Yeah, I thought I thought I was kind of perfect on his point. I mean, it's kind of a little hard to kind of draw that conclusion considering we only saw him play for two games. And one of those games, it wasn't really like the offense that was going to be catered to him. But I, I totally see what he gets about, you know, young quarterbacks not being too much a perfectionist because you can't have immediately like force a play to go just because your coach called it. You know, you, you got to, you know, like they say, take what the defense is giving you, you know, too much. is like he wants everything to go right. Like, I got to make this, you know, I got to scramble here and there. I got to chuck it deep or do something to get like the perfect play when in reality it's like. No, nah, dude, you just gotta you just gotta play the offense, you know. Take your time, you know, one play at a time. You're not gonna get everything in one play. You know, there will be those times, but you know, he just can't be too much like everything has to go a thousand percent right. So, you know, maybe take your time with it, be okay. Don't put too much pressure on yourself because the moment you start doing that, you're gonna start thinking. And of all things you're gonna do in, in sports, especially quarterback, gotta remove that thinking element. You gotta be paying playing speed, 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 and being on instincts. Okay, so what I thought was so interesting is this, uh, is that Steve Young's talking about his personality. He's talking about Trey Lance's personality, his demeanor. And this is something that Steve's gotten to know because he spends all his time with him and talks to him. And it's an interesting thing to say about someone who's like trying to impress Steve. Like he's almost too, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Steve was saying like basically like when I was that age, like I, I, I wouldn't give a damn. You know, I, I'd be more of, I mean, basically what he's describing is the opposite of Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really act like he cares he throws an interception he shrugs it off he's smiling on the sidelines nothing gets to him and i think maybe that's a bit of an asset for jimmy although i think it's too much the way he really doesn't care the way he's described what he's describing to me is alex smith the perfectionist the, he's really smart he processes but the wide receiver wasn't quite open enough right oh you're protecting the football so he didn't pull the trigger Guy was open, didn't pull the trigger. We saw that with Alex Smith for a long time. Alex Smith was a very successful quarterback, but not a Hall of Famer. And he wasn't Steve Young. So um, what the way, all the thing he's talking about with Trey, it feels like Alex Smith 2.0. Now, Trey is bigger than Alex Smith was, stronger than Alex Smith was, faster than Alex Smith was. But I think there's a lot of carryover here. And Alex Smith really struggled with the pressure of it all early in his career to show that he was the right pick, to show that he was worthy of following in the line of Joe and Steve. And you know what I'm saying? I just, I'm, I'm getting, I feel like Steve is looking at Trey like, a, like Alex Smith 2.0. Especially since he's seen it all. I mean, he's yeah. always been, he's always been in there around that facility. It's not like he's Joe where Joe just pops in once in a blue moon. Steve, Steve's been there. 
Steve had his fingerprints there. That's why he told Trey when they had that conversation some months back about, like, he even said it on the radio. Like, I've been here in your steps, whatever, you know, the 10 steps you're looking at, the footprints, like, I, I laid them. So whatever you're going through would not be shocking to me other than maybe, like, the social media element. But ultimately, I literally know what you're going through. You know, it's right. a lot of pressure. And if anything, I know more because I had to supersede Joe freaking Montana, which right. might equate to it because he was a top pick traded for. But still, it's like the situations aren't like that comparable. So that way, at least Steve can actually level with him and actually give him that knowledge. So that way, Trans Trey Lance can receive it too. Yeah, it's it's an interesting parallel that he has. Uh, he makes between Lance and Trubisky and Wentz. Like Wentz had to prove that he was worthy of replacing Foles after Foles won a Super Bowl. That was yeah. hard. And any mistake that Wentz made was magnified because of that. Uh, same thing with Trubisky. Like. He actually was successful for a Bears quarterback. They all lose. But he got drafted before Mahomes, so he needed to, like, prove that he was worthy of that, and he couldn't, and he became a punchline. So, I mean, Lance is, like, extra pressure on Lance. It's not just a team drafted you. It's they traded up, and you're replacing Jimmy Garoppolo, who won a lot. So if you don't win and you have good numbers, no one cares. There's a lot of pressure on Lance. And I think he understands it and he's doing all the things, all the right things. But at a certain point, I think Steve's saying, dude, you got to not care the way Jimmy doesn't seem to care because Alex Smith cared a lot. And I think Trey Lance has that, has that going for him already. You saw in his first, not even his first press, most of his press conferences already, you know, they try to hit him with the throwing motion with his finger and stuff like that. Or when I think when you asked him about like, how, how do you feel? Like you haven't even done anything. You're already getting like criticized. Yeah. Like you've been playing for like 10 years and you just, you're just like, you know, I was just talking to Pete over here, whatever, and he's just like, just like, dude, like, whatever. He's like, he's, he, this guy is literally just head low, push forward. And you gotta freaking love that because you can get like some of these young players who are just gonna be so obsessed with it. He has teammates who are like that. So I mean, the fact that he's already, but when you're a quarterback, you definitely cannot give an ounce of attention to that. So already so far, without starting the game, he's on the money, a plus. But it's gonna be interesting how it's gonna see how he's gonna really react when the season comes and. You know, when the walls are closing in on him and seeing how mm -hmm. he reacts, like, God forbid he's playing terribly or there's a looting streak, however, you know, you want to take it. That's where I really want to see how he's really going to react. Like, is he going to feel in a corner where he starts to force it like a perfectionist? Right. Is he going to start right. to care? That's where I think it's really going to have to play out for him and how he's really going to have to really polish it down. And hopefully he doesn't reach into that perfectionist zone. Yeah, maybe Trey should have a conversation with Alex Smith because Alex Smith probably would talk to him. And Alex Smith yeah. is like the king of being able to talk about uh, adversity among quarterbacks. Now, Trey, it's like Alex Smith had a ton of adversity early in his career. He didn't handle it particularly well uh, until Harbaugh got here, got benched a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Trey's not in that position. He's not getting a new offensive coordinator. Well, he's not getting a new coach every year. He, has a, he does have a new offensive coordinator, but it's Kyle. Um, and – what else? I mean, he's got a good team around him. Alex Smith didn't have a good team around him until he was like 27, 28. So I think that, you know, even if he is just like a more physically gifted Alex Smith, he should have a lot of success, even if he's not necessarily like a top five quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be it's all going to be like a telltale sign, right? Just see how he how he handles it. But I think that's also a little bit why you also have like you want to have like the good talent that he has around him to make sure it's all you know he doesn't have to feel that pressure and the way they uplifted jimmy throughout the years you'd expect the help that would that they have his back too if he ever finds himself in that pit 
it's going to be interesting to see how how fans react from going from Jimmy Garoppolo to back to a very cautious quarterback, potentially, like Alex. Because uh, if you remember, fans were freaking tired of Alex Smith at the end. Yes. Tired of him. And even though, like – Car, car, car. The yeah, car things like, came out. He would, like, make the right decisions a lot of the time. Like, people – he was boring. He wouldn't throw deep. He wouldn't throw – he wouldn't make plays. He just kept checking down. Even on third down, he would check down. Catch and what some down. people like about Jimmy is he does – he's this YOLO attitude. It's third and seven. I'm throwing – Eight. I'm throwing one yard past the marker, no matter how many linebackers are waiting for the ball. I'm throwing it. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. people are tired of that too. But at a certain point, if Trey's not elite, people are going to use his cautiousness against him. And you'll see it on third down. Like, oh, the guy was open. Trey didn't throw it wide. Jimmy would have. That's, well, I mean, you know, the window wasn't that big. I don't want to throw picks. That was his, if you look at Trey's numbers in college and Alex Smith's numbers in college, they're similar. Neither one threw picks. It was part of their whole thing coming into the league. And then Alex Smith started throwing hella picks. Anyway, I think it's interesting. Steve Young, like, really doesn't hand out praise for quarterbacks very much because he was one of the best ever. And he's looking at Trey like, yeah. And he's really necessary right now for, the, like you said, the national media, the way they just, like, sideball this guy, like, lowball mm -hmm. Trey Lance to kingdom come. It's really like a balance because most of the, like, the voices who are saying it are in the masses, but it's not heavily weighted compared to, like, you have a Hall of Fame freaking quarterback like Steve Young. So, that's really needed in my opinion. He really needs – they really needed that someone to really balance the scales because it's really getting annoying. Like I said, like you get the arm – we just talked about last week, the arm fatigue. Like, come on, can we get someone who's going to say something nice about him other than just like people like us who are trying to actually give him a chance? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got a, we got a question from Irfan Mirza. It says, PFS, PFF released their 30 to 26 best players in the league. They have Debo at 28, Bosa at 26. Thoughts? I saw that. Interesting. Yeah, the boats. I mean, the boats thing. The Debo thing was ridiculous. How did you not have him as like a top ten player? I don't get it. Bosa, well, I mean, Bosa, twenty six seems right. I think, but Debo, I think at least top ten. I won't go top five, but top ten. I probably put him like an eight or nine. Like 26, 28 feels so far away. The thing with Debo is like. I think it's fair to say he's not a top five wide receiver because that's a specific position. Yes. But if you take position out of it and just say skill position yes. players, athletes, athletes at skill positions, he might be the most athletic skill position player in football. Like, is Jamar Chase more athletic than Debo? I mean, Jamar Chase can't play running back. DK Metcalf can't play running back. I mean, Debo's like a top 10 player at two positions. I don't think so. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I feel like Debo has an argument um, to be higher. Although, look, with both of these guys, if you're judging it just on on their career and not just last season, they have they have a little bit to prove still. Yeah, I mean, they've had injuries. They're pretty young. I mean, maybe these, it seems like both of their stock is climbing. They could if be top career, guys. In year two. Yeah, if this was career. I like the rankings, but based yeah. off last year, I, I you got to put Debo higher. I mean, how can you not think of like top ten best players who were just like balling out and beasting and not think of Debo Samuel. Bosa's fine where he's at right there, career and last season. Last season, Debo higher. Career, maybe Debo right there is where he's at. I think I think it feels that feels fine to me. I have no qualms about that. To me, I feel like, yeah, I mean, if you're doing it, how good are they right now, not taking into account resume, that's like yeah, a just Madden based on rating. Us. That's like a Madden rating. Um, <laughs> he'd be higher because I think he's in the 80s in Madden. If I get people pissed off in Madden ratings again, how is he an 89? But Christian McCaffrey's a dude, they don't pay attention. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. Like, as someone who's a Christian McCaffrey fan, I've been drafting him number like top pick last two years. Like, he's pissed me off. It's like you can't put him top five over Jonathan Taylor, too. What are we doing? I don't know. There's a bunch of nerds that don't pay attention to the game, they only pay attention to FIFA as someone who plays FIFA all the time and not Madden anymore. 
Like they only pay attention to that. And even that's a little bit janky. A little bit janky. Matthew Sanders says third and long defense blitzes. Trey sheds the hot blitzer, boots out, looks downfield, finds a receiver, and hits for 20 yards. Jimmy has never done that. Because he can't. Certainly. But what about when it's third and long and the defense just plays zone? And, you know, Trey has to hit the guy on time past the – like, can he do it? Probably. But that was a problem with Alex Smith. Alex Smith would there, – there would be open windows and he wouldn't pull the trigger. Uh, at least earlier in his career. I mean, really his whole career. He was very, very cautious. But to yeah. me, like not turning the ball over is probably more important and conducive to winning than those one or two extra third downs you're going to get a game because in trying to get those third downs, you're going to throw a pick. And then they're not going to trust you to throw the ball. So I don't know. That's going to be test I think number Alex one Smith for him. better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Peak Alex. Yeah, that's, that's, that's about to be test number one for him last week. We hit that one about talking about what he really going to have to see in terms of the offense and – yeah, it's definitely going to be about Kyle. If Kyle likes the way he's throwing, then he's going to trust him more. And if he starts, you know, fails with a couple of passes, then we're not going to see him do that too much anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay. More from this Steve Young interview with Larry Kruger. Steve said Lance and Garoppolo can coexist for another year. And he said basically like, look, I mean, they did it last year. You know, Trey doesn't have a toxic personality. Jimmy doesn't have a toxic personality. Um, you know, J Joe and Steve did it for like six years. And he said, frankly – it brought out the best in me. I think it brought out the best in Joe. The drama really wasn't that dramatic, and it brought out the best in both of them. He, he clearly said, look, I mean, it's a tough situation for Trey one way or another. You know, if Jimmy's on the team, if he's not on the team, if he comes out and he's not winning, it's going to be bad for Trey. So, I mean, he, he felt like, you know, it can be done. And Jed said it too, right? Like they did it with Joe and Steve. Um I kind of disagree with Steve, but the fact that all these people that are very close to Jed saying it can be done makes me think it will be done. Right. I see. I had two things with this one. I, I always remain steadfast that it can work. It's just going to be a risk to in terms of division and just more awkwardness. So while I think I'm, I feel fairly confident that the locker room will be okay. Even if Lance starts, Messing up because basically what Young was saying is like, hey, what, what does it matter about Jimmy? If, if ultimately if Trey's the one who's playing poorly and being a cause for losses, then he's already gonna have pressure on to him. And Jimmy thinks he's just gonna add another layer, but ultimately that core of him playing poorly that's the one that's really gonna hit him. So I think ultimately, yeah, the existing is gonna it can work. I think that locker room is built and strong enough to work. But the second part is what Steve talks about about you know, Joe, you know, my time, and same thing with York that I have problem with is these are apples to apples comparisons i mean one guy you're supplanting a dude who was already proven for years and was elite and it's not like steve was like a top you know the second overall pick, the third you know the third overall pick whatever that trey was and you traded for you know most in franchise history this is different you know you got one guy who's who hasn't really who's on the red shirt year one year and everyone's just backing jimmy like crazy and it's just going to add like a layer of awkwardness. I think that it can occur. I think they're okay with it. They can work, but it's, it's almost like, okay, you just do realize you're going to open up potential outcome of division or awkwardness that could, you know, to surmise from this. I mean, St Joe was never Steve's backup when Joe was healthy. That too. Yes. I believe like Joe was Steve's backup for a while, but Joe was hurt. I mean, maybe he was healthy for a couple of games at the end of a season and could have come back, but. He never was like spending long stretches of the year just holding a clipboard being like, I can play, I can go. And that's essentially what the Niners are flirting with the idea of this off this year. 
as having Jimmy just be a backup. Hey, man, gave you a lot of money. We're going to give you more money this year, 27. Don't complain. Just be a back. And maybe he won't. But I feel like a lot of players on the team might be like, hey, man, this is messed up. That's This is messed up. I mean, sure, he's getting money, but he, he, you're not letting him play. You, he could, you could cut him. He could go be a starter somewhere for less money. You won't let him do that. I think a lot of – maybe players would object. And it might, uh, you know, undo some of the tightness in the locker room that the 49ers feel like – makes them who they are that they feel like it's such an asset i don't know be curious and plus i think um look since i i don't know you said he hasn't talked to brian greasy you know it's gonna be another month that he comes back whatever whatever yeah. so forth it's like you think he's suddenly just gonna step in and be okay to be the backup like that's a little weird like come on i, I you fully expect him he's gonna get that layaway vacation that he was for otas they're gonna excuse him again off top i mean even without this excuse that was already a guarantee and now you think he's just going to step in and just suddenly have like, I'm ready, guys. Let's go. Let's step into the fold. What, what else got newly installed? Look, I think ultimately the only way that this, this starts to be extremely awkward is if, God forbid, Trey gets hurt, misses a little bit of time, and Jimmy is on the roster and you play Jimmy, that's when it's going to start. That's when I really think the division is going to step in, and especially if they win a game, just the first game. Like, say they're like two and four, whatever, three and three. And Trey's not playing well. And then, you know, Trey misses two games on a two-game winning streak. And now, all right, Trey's healthy. And it's like, well, now what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? You have the reverse of Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith here. It, yeah. it, it's, just, it's just something you just can't have. And then the only thing I can see, I don't understand why freaking Jimmy would want to stay on the team is other than like, hey, it's a payday. It's a payday. They said I can keep on. But is that better for his future? Then I think that's why something like why Steve Young suggested, why I suggested that before Steve – is that maybe he demands his release after all, just because it might be better to get that chance of trying to find a place to start or just fill in for someone. Because what, what am, what, how am I going to up my value here just to prove I'm still a good teammate? I've already proven that. The Niners don't have to honor that, though. Nope. You know, they really don't. Uh, they could cut him. What they could do is um, hold on. Is that one of the topics we were going to say? Um, yeah, let's talk about that right now. Okay. Steve Young says Jimmy Garoppolo could ask, should ask for a release if he's not traded before the season. So I guess this is the timeline that Steve's thinking. He's Jimmy's been throwing for the last few weeks, but he won't be cleared until mid-August, according to Ian Rappaport. And by cleared, I think that means like able to practice, able to go into a game, a preseason game, able to do a full private workout, actually make all the throws. So I don't think he's going to be competing. I don't think he'd be participating in training camp. He might miss a first couple of preseason games i mean if cleveland gets the bad news on deshaun watson next week jimmy's not around i mean jimmy's not really available to step in right away it's, it seems like they might this might ruin his trade value if he had any so they could you know wait for him to finally get cleared and then try for a week or two to trade him and then if you know final cuts come around and his contract's about to be guaranteed the 27 million he could ask for a release. They could release him. Um, I guess who wants to have a $27 million backup? What the Niners could do is release him and say, look, we'll, whatever offer any team makes you, we'll, we'll beat it. You know, if some team wants to give you $7 million, we'll give you 8 to be our backup. What do you say? He might just be like, I'll take less to leave. Thank you very much. Or he might be like, yep, you know what? That's fine. I don't believe in Trey Lance. He's going to get benched. I'll take $8 million. I'll be right here. Get my team back. He could do that. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen here? 
you, you know, as you're talking, I started thinking like there really is like multiple pathways that can go with this. You can get cut out right as soon as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. You can wait off until that final cut. You could demand his release. He could that one percent chance to get traded, which I see no way in hell he's going to get traded. Or they can hold him onto the season, commit to him as a backup, or hold him into the season and use him as a mid-season trade commodity. It's my God, who would have thought like months ago between Debo Samuel getting traded or slash extended versus this, that Jimmy Garoppolo is the one that is going to be the most complicated. That's a little wild to me. But I, I think ultimately that they should trade him. I mean, excuse me, cut him. Because no, no one's going to trade for him. I mean, if Deshaun Watson gets handed a suspension in the coming days, the coming weeks, I mean, it's great. I mean, <laughs> it's still going to be a while before Jimmy's good. And then even then after that, do you really trust him? Are you going to give him that time to get in the playbook to get rapport with his teammates? There's a lot of like variables that are hanging around this guy that it's like, is it even worth the headache? I mean, again, I've been saying for the 49ers, like, just just flip the page, man. And, and I get what Young said in the last topic. Can it coexist? At least you have that backup, God forbid. You know, you have that contingency plan if he goes down and, you know, Kyle Shannon, you know, just win, win, win. So it's almost like let's develop Lance. We can win with them. But goes down for a time we want jimmy to step in because we because we know him and he can and he can do this but to me it's just why just keep this running along i mean you already committed so much to lance why why not just give another another aspect another point to prove that jimmy's gone now he's healthy you know let's, let's just end it let's just stop messing around and just let him give a chance look like you're doing him a favor and you're doing lance a favor and the team a favor by avoiding all this awkwardness because if they were pissed off last year in training camp with all the questions about who's your starter who's this and that what's it going to be like this year if you guys keep him throughout the year as soon as trey has that multi-interception game it's going to be a field day for someone like you and kyle it's true but here's the problem the niners have put themselves in if they get rid of jimmy garoppolo they don't really have a backup quarterback miss me with the nate sudfeld stuff He's never started a game. There's no way the Niners can feel like, hey, if Trey goes down, we can win a game or two with Nate Sudfeld. No, you can't say that at all. I mean, the one time he came in relief, uh, his his coach got fired like the next day. So, nah, they don't have a backup quarterback. Um, And they need him because their quarterbacks get hurt no matter who they are. Trey got hurt. Jimmy got hurt. They all get hurt. They don't really value pass protection on this team. I don't know. So, I mean, they could justify it that way. They should have had Tyrod Taylor, Andy Dalton. It should have been someone else. Didn't need to be Jimmy Garoppolo at $27 million, but they bungled it. And so if they're going to go this far with it, at least, and you know you can get a third-round comp pick by holding on to him and having him be your backup. I mean, it just seems like they'll probably go with that unless some team is like, actually, we'll trade you a mid-third for Jimmy. But like, when is that going to happen? No. It's not. (laughs) It's not. Because, again, that team would also have to like create cap space, too. So I still think... This dude is going to be on the team. I don't know if he'll be active on game day. I mean, I still think they're going to hold on to the fantasy of trading him until. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm baffled. So the Niners are going to pay for that $27 million of Jimmy, whatever the hell his salary is, for the third round pick. About Not even essentially a fourth round pick because, you know, that's the end of the round. So that's essentially a top fourth round pick. So pay that salary just to get that. Steve's thinking like, I w- you know, he would ask Steve. He's thinking to himself, I would ask for a release in the situation. I want to play. I don't want. I'm not going to be Trey Lance's back. I want to play and up his value because you can't yeah, put value like, behind him. If Steve Young asked for a release on September one, I mean, every team in the league is Steve Young at thirty. Every team in the league would want him. He'd be the number one quarterback out. I mean, it's different. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, if he asked for his release, I mean, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, he's been hurt. He didn't throw all off season. He doesn't know your playbook. 
is Jimmy Garoppolo like what how many teams are going to be like oh yeah let's bring him in let's bring him in here right now no training camp no OTAs does it and he'll start week one like maybe for Steve not for Jimmy I just feel like the, the way Jimmy's offseason went teams are going to be like man I just don't think there's a starting job for him out there this year not with the offseason he's had maybe next year Maybe he starts on the bench and gets a job, but I don't think there's a starting job waiting for him, man. I don't even think in Seattle. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the only way a team, he's going to start is if – well, first of all, the only way he's going to be attractive is if he is a free agent. Second, the only team he's going to be attracted to is a team with a quarterback, you know, question mark. So like a Seattle, for example. And even if they sign him, he's not going to start right off the bat. That's going to be like yeah. something like Drew Locke's going to have to play his way out, and then the Seattle Seahawks especially are going to feel right. confident and say, hey – we have enough time to get Jimmy up to speed. He's had like a couple months, like say it's like week eight, week nine, yep. because they've already seen it. Hey, the Niners acquired him midseason, and it took him just some weeks to get it acclimated. And look, they won all the games with him. Why can't he do it with us now that he's more of a proven veteran? He's been in the league longer and actually got a lot of starts under his belt. Yeah. So I, I think there will be a market for him as a free agent. That's the only way. I mean, why not take a fire? How much is it going to cost you? What's Jimmy going to cost? Like four and a half million, five with incentives, Maybe. whatever. Exactly. But again, like if you're, if he's, not even cleared until August. If he's not released until September, like you could sign him, but to be your starter, you know, he hasn't no, done anything all off. He doesn't know your team. He doesn't know your, your playbook. I don't know. It seems like he's going to be a backup this year, which is maybe why Dan Silio was talking about him backing up uh, Tom. Tom Brady. Maybe the real market for Jimmy is the backup market, a team that's like, you know, he could be our backup for a year, but get him in this, get him on the, you know, in the facility, get him in the playbook, and maybe we could actually extend him if things go well. Kind of like what the Saints did with Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? Let's rehab him. Let's bring him in, put him on the bench. Maybe that's his fate for this year. I think it's what well, it at least Jameis actually played for them. Are you going to have this guy who's just in that shelf? Oh, that's why I think whoever – Wasn't Jameis Dubriz back up for a minute? I think he was. I thought – wasn't that Teddy B.? I think they brought it. I don't remember. I think that was James. You're right. James was for, for one year. Then he for came in, year. and then he yeah. got hurt, and now it's this year where he's got resigned. Okay, yeah, he definitely right. spent a year on the bench to like rehab. Yeah. He, 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 he threw thirty picks in a season. I think everyone was like, "Okay, you can't be a starter anymore." And so I think he's out of year. Let me check real quick. I don't want to put this on the internet and be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. No, he, he had was. thirty. He had thirty picks. He was the first thirty and thirty quarterback. Yeah. Ever. He it's was like nice. the Jose Canseco. Of, okay, yeah, yeah. So he went thirty-three and thirty in 2019 and in twenty twenty. He went to New Orleans and didn't start. That was yep. Drew Brees' last year. And then last year, he he was 5-2. and two. So maybe Jimmy could do something like that, man. Like, you know, you, you can't throw deep anymore. You're sort of seeing ghosts out there. Stay on the bench for a year. Rehab. Don't get hurt. And then maybe you could replace Tom Brady in a year in Tampa and be on a good team or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think he'd be willing for that. He just would probably just wait for a market to find someone who has a quarterback question mark. Like, I'll even go as far as the Giants, whoever the hell, and sign in free agency – and then if that quarterback plays himself out of like, seriously, like this guy looks bad, you know, we're losing. And then, all right, now let's give Jimmy some, let's just start Jimmy. Cause he's been in our facility for a month. Like assuming he gets signed, like, I don't know, sometime like early September, he probably gets started like in mid to late October, early November and really get some starts under him. That's, that's the only way I could see it playing out in terms of him going on another team and actually starting. Cause other than that, barring an injury, which I'm not even going to assume you know, quarterback's going to get like that. I don't even want to think like that, but that's the only, really the only likelihood I see that he's going to get some type of starting because <laughs> he's not really worth anything right now. He's overvalued.
I think he needs to think about the future. This season, I don't think is going to be his season. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be on the bench. He needs to think about where he wants to position himself for the future, if he has a future. And I think in his fantasy, his uh, number one wish would be that that job in New Orleans opens up, that he could go play with Kamara and Michael Thomas and be Drew Brees. I, I know he thinks he's Drew Brees. Go show the world that he can be Drew Brees 2.0, even though he's really not. I think he would love that job. And so, I, you know, Jameis has another chance to show that he can do it. We'll see what, what he does. Um, but, yeah, I think J- uh, Jimmy should be – probably is already looking towards 2023. I think right. that's the slant God wide receiver and Michael Thomas, so it's perfect for him. See, Flav donates nine ninety nine to say, what has Trey done to make people think he's good? Don't get it. Guys, numbers in JV College League weren't even that good. Wish I could get paid after not having done anything. It's baffling. I don't think it's necessarily that people think that he's good. I mean, it's just – first of all, I think it's a, also a counterbalance that I know personally I like to act out is because people want to put so much hate on him. And, you know, I, I hopped on Vegas radio last week, and the thing is, like, oh, that's kind of a lot of praise from you, Jose, considering he's an unknown. He's like, yeah, he's improving. Like, no, duh, he hasn't started a game. Like, the same way you want to critique him is the same way that I can still try to prop him up and just things I've seen from my limited time in practice, from your observations and other one, everyone else's observations – so well, me, hold on. Let's, like, let's, let's address some of his points. Team. Let's address some of his points. He says that Trey Lance's numbers in college weren't even that good. He threw 30 touchdown passes and one pick in college. Uh, he completed 65% of his throws. That's pretty good. He averaged 9.3 yards per attempt throwing. He averaged 6.9 yards per rush. He scored 18 rushing touchdowns. I do think his numbers were off the charts. Now, it's true it was North Dakota State, but his numbers were off the charts. They were better than Carson Wentz's, who went to the same school. Um, and then in, in the pros, like Trey Lance, he didn't play that much last year, but take away the completion percentage. He had a lot of drops in that first start, like just in terms of uh, yards per attempt, pretty much identical with Jimmy last year. Um, quarterback rating pretty much identical with Jimmy last year. Uh, yards per completion. I mean, Lance had him beat by two full yards per completion. So I think given the 49ers made the investment, uh, they have to take the leap of faith. They have they have a little Evidence that shows that he can probably run the offense as good, if not better, than Jimmy. So it's time to find out exactly how good he can be. I don't know if he's going to be elite, but I do think he's better than Jimmy's. And that's the only reason, that's the only consideration you need. Does he give the Niners the best chance to win? I think yes. And I think we saw it in Houston. I don't think Jimmy would have played as well in that game as as, uh, Lance did. There's a stat out there that also kind of sees a sneak peek of how the 49ers offense is going to operate differently with Lance's arm. I think it's, what is the, not maybe it's pass yards attempt or air yards per attempt. Where it's like he literally just poo poos on Jimmy's number like eight yards, and it's something that a Niners quarterback hasn't seen in like a long time, right? I think it's like I put it in one of my articles. I don't remember, but the point is like you already see the difference is going to be when he's in there. Yeah, uh, the Mech says Jimmy Garoppolo to be extended for ten years. He's never leaving. <laughs> he's gonna be a coach. They should give him a lifetime contract. Yeah, he's, he's a winner. Great win. teammate. Great teammate. The great teammate position. Trey, Flav again says Trey had no interceptions in college. Dude only had 28 TD passes. Jimmy threw for like 450 yards and four TDs a game in the JV league. Trey hasn't led one game winning drive since high school. Again, what has he done? Game winning drive is so overrated. Let's look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats. Hold on. Jimmy Garoppolo college stats. This guy. Hard to find since he played like forever ago. Let's see. Um, stats. I'm on his EIU Panthers page, and it's not – it seems like a website built 30 years ago. (laughs) 
Nope, that's not going to work. Okay, let's try NCAA. This college.com. I think they have something like that. Mm, okay, here we go. So his final year, he threw, yeah, he threw a lot of touchdown passes. That's true. Um, he completed actually a low completion percentage. He had 58% first year, 62, then 61, then 66. He basically had one good year at the end. He threw for 3,800 yards his junior year. He threw for 2,600 yards his his sophomore year. He had a big senior year. He threw for 5,000 yards and 53 touchdowns, kind of like what Derek Carr did at Fresno State. But mm -hmm. he was a senior. I mean, Trey Lance did that when he was 19. And then there was a pandemic. So it's hard. It's, I mean, he's he's a tough evaluation because he came out during the pandemic. Yes, All he is. Players, Very tough. It was tough. But I don't know. I've seen him play more than you. I, I can say with confidence that he's better than – Jimmy Garbaggio. So I, I, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Jimmy All right, more. Steve Young says that Trey Lance's delivery is a work in progress. This was interesting because he sort of defined delivery as like just the way your arm moves when you throw it, not necessarily where the ball goes, not necessarily accuracy, just the whole mechanics of the throwing motion. Throwing motion yeah. And he said that Jimmy Garoppolo is an A plus delivery. Which is like, what? Really? Because <laughs> he has a quick release that makes it A plus. I mean, it's efficient and economical, but he gets nothing on his throws. His footwork is terrible. He's not his his uh, ball placement isn't good. I, but he but he throws it quick. Okay, so he said that Trey Lance's um, delivery is a work in progress, and he says he has no question that Trey Lance can process what's on the field. There's a question with that with Jimmy. Decision-making, processing, who knows? But once it's time to deliver the ball to the right place, it's a work in progress. What do you think of that? Yeah, it kind of also made me think about how they, Lance and Shannon has been dumbing down his throwing motion. And that was kind of like a big take from last year and even now. And it's like, what do you guys mean? We kind It kind of looks like a little bit of a difference at least, unless like I need glasses all of a sudden. But I, I think the way he says that is because literally because it's not quick enough and he sees the way it's just like, this guy's just like catapulting. It looks like he's about to do a shot put. Maybe that's the way he's thinking. Cause it was like a loopy release initially. Um, and he did throw with him recently in that, in that little meetup he had a couple months ago. So I, I think that's ultimately what he means. Like that delivery, just like getting it out there quick enough. And cause that's something that everyone just loves to hype up Jimmy Garoppolo about. It's like, look how quick he throws it across the middle. It's amazing. But I, I kind of felt like almost he was talking about like, like touch in a sense, because some of the deep throws, he, as much as he hit them, like Seattle, the Houston touchdown, but both touchdowns to Debo, um, it was hanging in there a little bit. So I kind of thought of it more like touch also with his throwing motion. That was like kind of like hand in hands, like the way his throwing motion is, the way he leads up to it with his technique. Maybe he needs a little bit more on it because he he hyped up his processing. Like he, the guy knows where to go with the ball and how to time it and stuff like that. But what about the way he's throwing it, that, that his mechanics that leads to the better touch? Because you can't be throwing it almost like a semi punt. You know, where the receiver has to, you know, hold up his stride a little bit. You want it like as deep as it is, just hit him so that way you could just take off. So that's kind of the way I thought he was taking off a little bit with his throwing motion is because that pretty much is my only like thought about that Jimmy really, I mean, that Trey really needs to uh, improve himself on. So that's kind of how I thought Steve Young was kind of taking it. I think it's a fair thing to say. I mean, what did Trey Lance work on all offseason? His delivery, his throwing that's motion. It's the only time you do it. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I think it's actually, I mean, everyone has someone they need to work, something they need to work on. I mean, every year. Yeah. Uh, he was, Steve was talking about Mahomes. He's like, he's a terrible game manager. Like, he really needs to learn how to, like, do the boring parts of the game. Um, with Trey, it's his delivery. And I would, I describe it as funky. 
Jimmy's is pretty. I guess you could say it's quick. It, it's, it looks correct. It's pretty. J uh, Trey's is not. Trey's is funky. Um, that being said, like, that's okay. I don't, I mean, I guess Steve's looking at like, is he going to be me? Is he going to be Hall of Fame MVP? And from Steve's perspective, I don't know about that. Like Steve could like was, I think he completed 70% of his passes in college. Like he didn't have this issue. He had a pretty delivery. He was accurate right. and he was athletic. So yeah, maybe Trey Lance will never be Steve Young, but I remember a quarterback when I was a kid who had a funkier delivery. I mean, in fact, the ball came out different every single time, but he went to a ton of Pro Bowls, won a lot of games, was a very, very good quarterback, not a Hall of Famer. Donovan McNabb. I mean, Donovan McNabb was, had a powerful arm and he was athletic and he won a lot of games with that combination. I mean, there were a lot of seasons where he was under 60% completions, but he's a winning quarterback. I mean, he was much better than Jimmy Garoppolo ever was, Donovan McNabb. So, I mean, Donovan McNabb wasn't as good as Steve Young, but if the choice is young Donovan McNabb or middle-aged Jimmy G, I mean, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't Deal. mean that he'll be worth like $50 million a year or he'll ultimately be what they thought they were getting. But if he's Donovan McNabb, I mean, Andy Reid made that work for a long time, 10 years. So. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you're right. I think it's, again, like as, this is still – circling back to there's a rawness to trade and like literally like we just said like his college really is kind of hard to really assess it and come to any conclusions with and that's kind of that's kind of like the mystery in the draw and it's also the same reason why he gets all that hate right it's because mm -hmm. what's there to see we didn't get that final year and it, it, it's literally all everyone can just circle back to and it's like look <laughs> the rawness is gonna happen it, it, like there's a little bit of patience here you gotta have and that's where you hope the talent around him is gonna help mold that. That's where you hope Kyle Shanahan, who's paid the big bucks for a reason, is going to help mold this kid into becoming a great player. And like you said it right now, like Donovan McKnight didn't have that as polished, but look, he was still fine. And so even if this is a drawback for Lance, the point is, as long as he's doing all the other things, that's great. Just check the boxes. And if you have like throwing motion, sure, I mean, you can work that over time. I mean, like, like Kyle Shanahan said the other month, like every quarterback is working on something different and throwing motion is one thing you're always trying to critique yourself on. And it, it, it's going to be something to work. It's not going to get, you know, complete 180 in one year. But it, it's something that you're going to hopefully see that he improves on throughout the year. It's why he's raw in the first place. He's still molding. And that was the thing with McNabb. I would think I always kind of questioned his work habits. I mean, he always kind of had a, a, <laughs> a belly. You know what I mean? He never really – his mechanics weren't great. I mean, I like Trey Lance had a belly. Like, Trey Lance spent all offseason working on his mechanics. So, he might be like Donovan McNabb now. But he might be able to transcend and be, and be better than Donovan McNabb. I mean, McNabb wasn't particularly accurate. He didn't have that much. He didn't last that long. Um, he was very good in his 20. He was very good. If you don't remember Donovan McNabb, what you do, watch, uh, you're watching the show, go when we're done, watch his highlights, what he did. That's a lot of the kind of stuff that Trey Lance can do for the, I mean, just making a guy miss in the pocket, rolling out to the left, rolling back out to the right, and then just throwing a gun, like an absolute seed down the field. It's the kind of stuff he was doing 20 years ago. Anyway. Steve, Steve Young has high standards. I respect it. We've got another one from Flav who's just put down 30 bucks. I appreciate it. He says, Trey, no. Oh, yeah. Trey has only thrown for over 250 yards in one game in his life in JV League. Not saying he won't be good in five years. Just saying there's no reason to think he's better than Jimmy now. Hmm. So how many yards you throw for in a game determines how good you're going to be at, or are. I mean, sorry, many, I appreciate you keep sticking with me here, but um, dude, I've I'm saying it. Trey's better. Kyle's saying it. Trey's better. 
That's why Trey's a starting quarterback on this team. That's why and, I trade up for him. You know, if, if Jimmy wants to prove him wrong, then he, you know, can go be a backup somewhere. Jimmy's not even a starter in the league anymore. So I, he can prove him. You know, maybe he'll have the last laugh in this one. But right now, the entire league is siding with the Niners on this one. Like, yeah, you know, Trey's a starter. Jimmy's a backup. Sorry. This reminds me of all like the arguments when the 49ers immediately traded up for Trey Lance and you had people like us and other another young people like start Trey Lance. And it's like, why Jimmy's a proven winner. It's like, Hey, don't, don't look at us. We're not the one who traded up for Trey Lance. The, the 49ers literally said, we don't think Trey McGraw is the future. We'd rather go take our chances on a raw product and Trey Lance. So if that doesn't tell you what you need to do, even more than what we're saying, then I, I'm sorry. I think you might be a little bit closing your eyes on this one because I, the, the reason why they want to go with Trey is because they're, they don't, they don't care about that 250 yards because Shanahan's proven that he can fabricate that with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. <laughs> and if we really want to break it down, then look at the air yards. How many you have? You mean to tell me that Trey can't do what he did in the Bears game? Just throw it to the line of scrimmage to Debo Samuel, and Debo takes it almost for a score. Uh, I mean, how many plays is this guy actually doing that's like that? And the so fact Trey, that the at least Niners you're gonna have that uh, that aspect. Sorry, the fact that the Niners traded all the what they traded for a guy from what he's calling a JV league that only played one year in it just shows how bad Jimmy Garoppolo is, how desperate they were to replace him. I mean, you, Flav might disagree, but Kyle's done. He's through. That's why he made such a big trade to go up and get Trey Lance or to get an A quarterback. Didn't want to play him right away, but it's over for Jimmy Garoppolo. If he were better, they never would have had to make such a huge move for a guy who only played one year in college football. And again, with the Niners, the bar is real low because Jimmy's terrible. Jimmy, despite having the best weapons in the league, has to hand off 40 times a game because you can't trust him. And you're, you're, you're running the ball 40 times a game, 10 on 11 football, because Jimmy's not – can't move at all. And really, all you get from Jimmy is a few nice throws on third down every game, but it's a double-edged sword because he throws picks too. He throws a couple passes at the defense, either catches or drops every game. So Trey, he's now gives you 11 on 11 football. Boom, that helps. Your run first team, yep. your running game improved. And now if he can just not throw as many picks, if he can just be an actual game manager who can move, he's already better than Jimmy Garoppolo right there. You understand, Flav? The bar is like an earthworm. The earthworm is the bar that Trey Lance has to clear here. And I think he proved that he can. I mean, again, look at the stats last year. They're exactly the same between Jimmy and Trey. Completion, not completion percentage, but yards per attempt, yards completion, uh, passer rating. That was 21-year-old Trey with a broken finger doing pretty much what the same end result as Jimmy. But Flav might know better than Kyle in this, in this case. We'll see. <laughs> Sorry, Flav. I appreciate you, but I, I get... I get spirited in these debates, and you bring out the spirit. All right, last thing that Steve Young said. He discussed Trey Lance's leadership in general. He was asked, like, what does Trey need to do to be a great leader? And, um, well, he said essentially win, but he said more. What else did he say, Jose? Yeah, he said, well, he said, that, yeah, win, and then the, the, the typical, well, you just be a grinder. That way your team notices it, which everyone's noticed it already. That, that's, like, always been the number one thing they've been saying, even since last year. So, boom, great. Right? You, you have the work that you're not looking for credit, but the team sees it. So, boom, number one, win the game. That's going to be the last result. And the other parts he's talking about handling himself in the low points, like the negatives. Uh, how are you going to react when it comes to, you know, you're the reason why you lost the game or you just lost the game or you had a poor performance you know, how you handle yourself weekly in the practices, yeah. post-game press conference, weekly press conferences. That's pretty he's much how he's going to handle himself and how they're going to look and make sure he's not someone who, you know, who owns it, not someone who just 
<laughs> pawns, like he said, he literally said pawns it off on someone else or just said like, you know, kind of like Jimmy did. Oh, we just didn't execute. Like, no, Jimmy, you didn't execute that throw. If you threw that, if you didn't throw that pick in the Tennessee game, multiple picks, if you hit Kyle Juszczyk, just one of them, you win the game, you know? <laughs> so at yeah. least like that, if Lance is not doing something like that, it just kind of like wears it, you know, just wears it like armor, takes it like nothing, then he'll be smooth. <laughs> What would kill me is that Steve said that Jimmy Garoppolo does a great job of owning it uh, when he makes mistakes. And I was like, what are you talking about? When Jimmy Garoppolo makes a mistake and he's questioned about it after a game, he starts speaking French. All of a sudden it's we, 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 we didn't do this. We didn't execute. Nah, man, you had Kyle Juszczyk wide open up the right sideline. You threw it out of bounds. What happened? No, man, you threw your 11th interception to a linebacker. What happened? Oh, we didn't execute. See, to me, when he says we didn't execute, you're kind of implying maybe the guy ran the wrong route. Maybe what I, I'm not going to say it specifically. It's it's a team sport, but uh, maybe the other guy. That's the way I always looked at it. So I don't know. It seems to me that Trey already does a much better job. He doesn't speak French. No French coming out of Trey Lance's mouth. He's quick to be like, I could have played better. I should have played better. I like. That. I think he has kind of done something like that already, hasn't he? I think in an actual like. Oh, he I did it after – I was there. And when he lost Arizona first – I mean, it was – he was crushed, and he came out and took it all on himself. And that wasn't yeah. even offense for him. I mean, that felt like an offense that Shanahan was just – just whipped up something together in the kitchen cabin and just said, screw it, man. We're just going to run this thing. I'll run you some handful of times. You're going to have to figure it out, buddy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. some times where Kyle Shanahan's even, like, undertones and even directly at times it was, like, cited, like, I don't know why we didn't throw it. Or something like that. Like, I don't know what Jimmy didn't do. Well, he's done something like that. So he's taking more ownership for Jimmy than Jimmy has for himself. Jimmy just always goes like, literally, like, I don't know about us. Like, we, we couldn't do it. We just failed. You can While smiling. Isaiah Gill says, Grant, will you be at training camp? Yes. And I, what I'm going to miss is the daily interception from Jimmy Garoppolo and then the daily <laughs> uh, the, the daily press conference after where he's asked about it. And he was like, oh, you know, I was just working on some things. It's like. <laughs> The smile after the interception is my favorite. All right. Maybe he was auditioning for Subway this whole time. We just didn't know about it. It's a long-term yeah. place. All right. Enough Enough. Steve Young and Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey. Debo Samuel is the king of Instagram. And yesterday he went on Instagram with his trainer whose eyes were going like eight different directions. I'm sorry. But the trainer said that Debo's about to get paid. Or we're about to, get paid. about to get paid first. And he says, actually, no, Debo's about to get paid. I think he said that at first. <laughs> we're about to get paid. Only once, but. Love that. So what do you think of uh, Debo's trainer breaking news? It's kind of, doesn't it like when his brother said something about a trade, like on Instagram, like back in March or some BS, whatever, whatever he was talking about. But honestly, I don't think I needed the trailer to the trainer to really say anything. I kind of figured that there was going to be an extension around this time because the Fortnite have done that for two years, last two years. And there's about to be three years in a row. This is right around the timeline where I, where I figure in the next two weeks, we're going to hear something about Debo Samuel just been extended. He gets $110 million, 63 of five point, whatever is guaranteed. Da, 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 three year extension. I, I'm fully expecting that in the next 14 days, next 14 days. And when that happens, I can only imagine what's going to happen when Debo finally goes up to the press conference. All the questions, I guarantee you, everything's going to get shut down. Like, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. I already know what's, what's going to happen. It's, they're going to get, there's going to be zero answers for any of you guys who ask some questions. I just think it's super funny how Debo Samuel went from being 
The Niners are lowballing me. The Niners are taking too long. The Niners are screwing me around. They don't understand my worth. I want out. I want to trade to I'm in minicamp. I'm back at SFO. I'm about to sign a contract. I'm so excited for, to see what the Niners offer me. Like, what happened the last three months where he went he from, a contract. He I'm too good for this. The Niners are uh, disrespecting me to I am so happy to be here and take what they're giving me. I mean, that's hilarious to me. I think he really overestimated his value in the league. He thought he was, like, going to be a 97 on Madden. He thought... Teams are going to be making trades like offers for the Niners left and right at uh, the draft. They got two low ball offers at the draft. He was ranked the ninth best wide receiver by players, execs, and coaches. And he was given an 89 by Madden. I mean, damn, there's all your leverage, man. Like the whole world of people that are at least powerful <laughs> said, mm, not this year. So I think maybe he's like, all right, man, I'll just uh, take what the Niners give me. <laughs> I was about to go to the negotiation table and be like, look here, Debo, you had an 89 on Madden. That's not really like the best wide receiver. I think we just figured out what your value is. <laughs> no, but I think uh, <laughs> with Debo, it's the way the, the way the low balling, the way the contract, I mean, the trade offers came in is exactly why I said he shouldn't be a top paid, a top five paid wide receiver than the likes of Adams and Hills because he hasn't done it for his whole career. It's only been one year. Also, 2020 was being a able to play running back doesn't necessarily make you a more valuable wide receiver. It doesn't it necessarily doesn't. make you like a more expensive wide receiver because we all know the deal with running backs. They get hurt. They're a dime a dozen. They actually might even take away from your value if people yes. think you're not going to last as long. So it's like it, all that work he does at the line of scrimmage or behind it, that's not really being a wide receiver. Those are extended handoffs. You're a running back. And if you take away all that stuff, then route running and hands become much more important when you're 5, 10, 15, 30 yards down the field. And frankly, his route running and hands aren't as good as maybe seven or eight or nine other wide receivers in the league. That's the issue here. I don't know. So maybe he, I don't know, maybe his agent didn't explain that to him, but I think he gets it now. And maybe he'll get better with that over time. Maybe that's why he wants to be the exclusive wide receiver. But again, it's it's why he hasn't – It's it's been one year. Great, all pro year, magical year. But you don't get paid off of your one year. You get paid off of your body of work. I mean, your first year was promising. Nice. You really turned it up the second half of the year. 2020, more or less a wash. You were injured. Okay, boom, that's a knock. And then last year, boom, you had a great year. This guy was like three different storylines in his career so far through his three early seasons. So that's why when, when all this first trade news came back, I mean, uh, back in March, and I remember we even went live during it, is I think this payment is going to look more like the top end running back and one of the top wide receivers that's why i thought he was going to get like 55 million guaranteed because the niners are going to say look here's your middle point here's top end running back and here's one of the top wide receivers we'll meet you in the middle that makes sense you do both great call it a day and that's probably why he's pissed off i mean to me the niners did treat him like a, the number one wide receiver in the league the first half of last year i mean he got that's a ton right. of targets they were giving him like 10 11 12 targets a game and he was on record pace with yards and yards essentially and they weren't winning but they weren't winning, and he was dropping a lot of passes. And you can't blame Lee, that think. on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, yeah, like Jimmy Garoppolo limits the ways you can use Debo. He's not going to get the ball deep. But still, you drop the ball, man. And a big reason that they had to start using him as a running back is less targets, less opportunities to drop to drop the ball. So that's on him, and that's going to take away from his value. I think he gets it. If he can I, see, that's like if you want to bet on yourself, don't sign the five year extension right now. Or if you acknowledge that this is who you are, just take it because it's yep. going to be a lot of money. It's still going to be a lot of money. I think that's pretty much where it kind of dumbs down to just 
<laughs> it's the really the only way I can just simplify. It's like, look, one half of the season, elite wide receiver, but they were losing. You yeah. switch them to just giving handoffs on jet sweeps or just direct hands off in the backfield. All of a sudden, the sky was not even the limit. All of a, yeah. <laughs> we just saw what his value was, and the fact that he wants to take a reduced role. How can you give him that much more money when you know his real impact was as a running back? I mean, to me, it's just I, that's where I thought it was the tuck and pull was really going to lay out to. Okay, uh, Don Yee says, "Haha, when did Shan say Trey was better?" Don Yee, <laughs> he made the worst trade in franchise history because of in- the worst trade in franchise history because of injury concerns. Put his own back against the wall. If Jimmy's still on roster, he'll be starting by week four. Man, see, what's funny is like people they start the conversation like Flav will be like, "So how do you know Trey's good?" You'd be like, well, you know, I acknowledge there's not that much evidence, but there's these numbers, there's this game, there's these practices that I've been there. And they're like, that's not enough. And then as the conversation goes on, they're like, Trey's a bust. Worst franchise, uh, worst trade in franchise history. Like, well, hold on. How do you, didn't you just say that I don't, there's not enough evidence for me to say he's good, but now you're saying he's bad. Based on what? The fact that he averaged 14.7 yards per completion last year. I mean, that would have been number one in the league. What are you talking about? I don't see it that way. I mean, Kyle said, look, there's a reason we're trying to trade Jimmy. I mean, no one on this team is saying, actually, we want Jimmy to start this year. Everyone's saying Trey's really exciting. Now, they're also saying we want, we think we can get something for Jimmy. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. The fact that no one wants Jimmy is not a good sign. I feel like teams would trade for Trey. I think teams would probably offer something for Trey right now. Mm-hmm. No one wants Jimmy. What does that say? But you like him, though, Flav or Don. Or whatever your name is. Or Don. Or Don. What's Jimmy's brother's name? Jimmy has a brother's name. Paulie. <laughs> Wait, they didn't make – I mean, I think we talked about this last year when we used to do roundtables is did they just trade for Trey Lance based on injury concerns? And I said yes and no. It was part of the reason, but was it the main reason? No. Oh, it was no. like – it's like 1A, 1B, or 1 and 2, whatever you want to call it. But – Availability, yes, isn't a complete issue. You can't have your starting quarterback missing more multiple games a year or even seasons the way this guy puts them up. Well, that's what's pretty much his only elite strength is missing games. That's unfortunate. Ooh. And the thing is, what is his performance is he's such a crutch that Shannon has to do all these moving parts to figure out a way. He really has to work clocking over more overtime than these coaches are already doing. Just so he can scheme guys open so Jimmy can get the open look. Because if that first read's not there, where is he going? He also said uh, Jimmy's going to be starting by week four. I mean, only if Trey's hurt. Because Jimmy started two and four last year and got to keep going. So I think the Niners would have to give Trey the same patience that Jimmy got last year. Because Jimmy is a notorious slow starter. Okay, I will say, I think if they were hell-bent on keeping Jimmy and they really, really were thrived on winning, I don't think that'll work the same. I think if they started going bad, like two and four – then they probably would make this. And Trey was playing bad, then they wouldn't make the switch sooner because they want to salvage the season. Well, depends Whereas, why they're two and four. If they're two and four and Trey's actually playing well, they, I mean, they're, they wouldn't. Yeah, if he's playing well, coach. but if he's playing I mean, bad and factoring yeah. to those losses, then I, I could actually entertain it. I don't think I, that's not something I would do. I would be I would be criticizing, like, no, just keep riding the wheels with them. Let them let them learn. Let them go. It let seems them take that the, the, the theme of this season is getting the young players, you know, up to speed. I mean, it's not just Trey, but there's like five positions where the Niners are being like, oh, we're going to give a guy, we're going to make a guy a starter who's proven nothing in the NFL. It's not just Trey, it's Aaron Banks, it's Jake Brendel. He's not young, but he's proven nothing. It's Talanoa, it's whoever the nickel is, could be, I mean, there's five guys. And if the Niners have that attitude at quarterback, they're going to have it at strong safety too. So, 
I mean, if they're struggling early on, it be, it could be because of the influx of five starters who've never done it before. Maybe it's going to take them a little bit of time. I think they I think they're counting on that. Naturally, it does, right? Yeah. But hey, you're they, the head coach. You get paid yeah. the big bucks. I always you may help him learn, make yeah. it easier for him. You have all it's, this talent. It's like it's like Kyle's like, look, as long as we're going to make the, the leap of faith on trade this year, why don't we do it at five different positions? <laughs> you know, if we're going to do it at quarterback, let's do it at strong safety, nickel. Why not? You know? Anyway, Nathan says, Jimmy stands today. Jimmy will not be starting by week four. Football season is upon us. Buy Jimmy two picks. Oh, he never goes away. He never actually goes away. He's like Michael Myers. Keith Murphy says, problem is you do get paid off one year. Ask Jimmy. That's true. If you're a quarterback... But that was different because he was they were desperate for a quarterback. So they, desperate. They, already, was, they already traded that second round pick. Once you trade that second round pick, you knew you were extending him. That was a bad contract. Keith Murphy says, Oh, we already got you. Sorry. Niners Daddy says at Flav, Trey played against Seattle on same day. Trey had a far better game on every aspect besides being thrown in at halftime. Yeah, he better did. cope. That's true. He better cope. I like that. You uh yeah, that was good. I'll put a comma there, but I feel what you were saying. Um, yeah, outplayed him against Seattle. Without practicing that week. I still remember that's one of the actual couple of games I actually was able to cover with you. And I remember seeing like, hey, look at Trey. Trey's coming out like he's about to, like he's about to come out and play. Remember that? I was like, I think he's about to come out and play. He's like, no, he's not. And he's like, and he's freaking throwing warm-ups. And it's like, whoa, it is actually happening. And it was like so much better. And that first half, they were they were the Seattle was asking 49ers to beat them. I yeah, already, they, they I couldn't get first down. Article. I showed you. They couldn't and get I had first to rewrite down. it. Yep. Um, if I remember correctly. This was before Martellus Bennett went on the podcast and called Jimmy Garoppolo a bitch. And this was Jimmy's, I'm sorry, this was Jimmy's first uh, injury of the year. He did something. And what did he, what did he hurt? What did he hurt? I forget. Anyway, he got hurt in the first half, apparently. Didn't tell anyone at halftime. And as they were walking out to the second half, he informed the coaches he wouldn't be playing. Remember? So they didn't have any plan for Trey Lance. And I think that's kind of what people say about Jimmy. Like, he'll just shut himself down. Like, what do you mean? What? Now? You're shutting yourself down now? Because of what? Like, I don't know, man. A lot of quarterbacks would probably gut it out for the team. but And he did after being called out by, by Martellus Bennett. He did it, but not in that game. And that was the last time where I think that's a big issue with Jimmy Garoppolo is he may just shut himself down. And he does. Yeah, I can already bet my bottom dollar that Kyle Shannon was pissed off at that too, given that he is kind of an old school coach. Old school yeah. coaches, when you shut yourselves down, don't tell them out. They get pissed at you. They will hate you for a time. Kyle's old school, man. He's a lot like his dad. Yep. He's like his dad wearing Yeezys. It's like, don't be fooled by the Yeezys. He's still a 75-year-old man in art. <laughs> uh, there might be one more, but there's not. Um, that's the show. Uh, tight hour. 58 minutes and 55. That was a good show. That was a good show. I liked it. Jose, good job. Well done. 10 out of 10. Don Yee and uh, coming back next week. I kind of want to just let, give him one more chance to give me $10 because he's so far he's in for about 40 and I think he's doing a great. So thank Hey, Flav, I appreciate it, man. Hey, and you know what? I could end up being wrong. I could end up being wrong. Maybe you're right. You're probably not right, though. I'm always right. Usually right. So thanks for the $40. I'll spend it wisely. Jose, we doing the rest of the day. Chilling? Got to work. Gotta work. We all got somewhere to be, don't we? We all got something to do, man. All right, well, make your day count, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thanks for uh, not working the last hour. I really appreciate that. Take care. <laughs>